Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Disassembled, your number one podcast for comic book news, reviews, and interviews. I'm your host, Ian. We know this things have been getting a little uh, stale over the past couple of months. So we decided we're going to do a full reboot. This is episode zero, and now we're going to have booze and butts and boobies and blood. And it's going to be awesome. We're going to be extreme. Ripping cool. We don't have Dan here because he's a lame-o. But I've got Massimo the Machine. What up, boys? Welcome to episode zero. Episode zero. Um, we're not doing that. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, this is episode 20. It is July 24th, 2021. But uh, I did that whole bit because we are going to be talking about reboots today a lot. We're going to be talking about it in news. We're going to be talking about it as our main topic of conversation. Uh, it's it's reboot central. We've taken the boots and we've done it again. We've, we've re- the re- rebooted. We've booted the re, and it's been rebooted. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Keep going with that. <laughs> Keep that. Right, okay. Uh, Guess uh, what? You know, it's it was getting uh, everything. <sighs> we just want to have our nostalgia fed back to us over and over. I don't want to deal with no continuity. Exactly. Let's just fucking reboot it. Just reboot exactly. it. Exactly. Let's put a new actor in. Let's spice it up. Let's make it a gritty, dark retelling of the same old story i don't want to read those old archie comics they're nah. funny duddies give me the sex give me the sexy teenagers who aren't so teenagers not teenagers they're not teenagers can we before we get in anything have you watched we we talked about this right didn't didn't we touch on yeah, Riverdale one yeah time? I've, I've i'm cop okay um i'm not i'm like a season and a half behind but it's, it's crazy it always is um can we just talk about for a second how even though I mean those actors are I don't know forty five or something <laughs> yeah, um, not, not, a, not a day under fifty not a day under fifty that KJ Appa um, yeah, of course you know he's he, he's uh, he could play old man Steve Rogers definitely uh, but c- can we acknowledge how weird it is for a moment that we're watching a TV show where the the Im- the implication all right the the implication. Is that it's a bunch of teenagers getting it on, and we're just we're just watching that. We're just watching that. Look, the 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 public are vile. This is the main thing. It's the it's the free market, you know. Look, I'll be uh, honest, man. People love to watch stuff like Love Island on a daily basis. I feel like Riverdale isn't that much of a. Are you aware of Love Island in, in the U.S.? No, what the hell is that? Like, what is oh, that? That sounds oh, like a it, nightmare. Oh, it's a dating show where a bunch of really attractive people go onto an island with each other, and it's basically like. They pair up and they couple up and they can uncouple. And oh, so it's it's Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise, but also it's just lots of it's just very bitchy drama, sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. that's uh, I've um, deep dark confessions. I have watched <laughs> more than one <laughs> season of The Bachelor. Oh, and God. it may be in my Amazon purchased shows. <laughs> oh, I, had no. a, I had a I had a dark period of my life. Okay, was that your um, comfort show? I wouldn't call it a comfort show. I it was definitely like a hate watch sort of thing. Like there, there was no point where I was like, "Man, this is great," and I'm super into it. But at the same time, I'm definitely sitting definitely there too. going, "I I, I want to make it clear, I wasn't watching it alone." Okay, I'm not. That was <laughs> right, sad. Okay. All right. Sure, so sure, sure, watch, sure, 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 sure. 
Sure. Do not watch The Bachelor alone. That sure. is like that's like drinking alone. Sure, you were you weren't watching it alone by yourself in a dark room, like nine a.m. No, I have I have my best friend uh, Saki with me. Saki yeah, the sock so- puppet. Saki the sock puppet. We all know. We've all met Saki. We've all guys. I'm Saki. This. Oh, oh, there he is. It's me. I sure do love watching the Bachelor with my best friend. Um, this is an audio-only podcast currently because our video editors off. So yeah, there is a genuine sock puppet on screen, and you guys can't tell us otherwise. Definitely a sock puppet. It's definitely not just me uh, talking out of the side of my mouth. (laughs) Really, obviously. Yeah, of course. This is great. We're already off the rails. Um, so I was thinking, you know, things are different this week. We don't we don't have Loki. Loki's done. Um, we're oh, taking a, sadly. you know, Marvel's Marvel's calming the fuck down for a couple of weeks until they get to uh, is weather Shang-Chi. start next month. It's, well, yes, what if in August? What if um, August when does Shang Chi come out? So it's coming out in September, I believe. September. Uh, you know, we should have our information before we start just. We really should spout really... off mad words. Uh, let's Her see. Shang Chi release date September third. So we got about yeah. a month and a week or so before Shang Chi. We got What If next month. We've got uh, uh, what? Eternals. Yeah, What If's like What If's in like in eleventh of August. So that's maybe like two weeks away. Yeah, yeah. We've weeks. got uh, Eternals in November. The point is, uh, we have a couple weeks respite from Marvel. So we're not going to be talking about um, any TV shows that are currently airing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think what we're going to do is uh, we're going to save the, the main discussion for the back half of the show because there's some news that leads into it. Um, let's, let's talk about some news first. Let's talk about some things happening in the world. Let's, let's play the news did, music. Did someone say news of the week? News of the week. I love the news. Oh, no, the humanity. What will they think of next? We're talking about news, 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 news. All right, it's yeah, enough. I forgot how long that goes on. If you let it. Um, it really, it really plays for a while. Uh, let me move over to our news Google Doc. Our Google Doc. You might nope. Don't call. Nope. No. Nope. Like I don't know about that one. Don't know about don't, that. I don't know. I tried. I don't Ooh. know about that. Um, speaking of reboots. Oh. Uh, we're gonna say it's that's gonna that's gonna get old really fast, isn't yeah, it? It's really because is. when it gets old, we'll just reboot it. Whoa! Whoa. Yeah. Uh, the Michael Jordan Superman project Jeez. is a go. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, this had been this had been being talked about for a long time. Uh, came up again with the whole um, so JJ I... Abrams uh, Coates Superman yeah. movie that's apparently happening, but. Uh, I guess Jay, I guess Michael B. Jordan was in talks with WB for a little bit, and that kind of fell apart. And now the HBO Max people came to him and was like, hey, you want to make a show about Val Zod? And he was like, hell yeah, I do. So the thing is, as well as with this, is that the idea of a Superman show being on HBO Max actually probably stretches back to just after the Crisis on Infinite Earths event that happened on the CW shows. Yeah, because at the time people were uh, speculating the Superman TV show that was going to come out from HBO Max was going to be a Brandon Routh one that was going to be the King of the Come Superman. I remember that was right. a massive rumor at the time. And I think we might have even talked about it on this podcast at some point as well, that it was one of those things that came up. Um, but yeah, no, now obviously, as you said, it's kind of turned into this kind of uh, project with Michael B. Jordan, who might be starring in it, but at the moment definitely has a creative 
controlling it. Yeah. We don't know officially if he's starring as Valsord or if he's going to be part of the show in any way in acting capacity, but we know he's definitely going to be involved in some creative aspect of it. I mean, it, it it would certainly make sense to me for him to star in it. I, oh, I yeah. could definitely imagine him as, as Valzad. Um, definitely. Um, and for those who don't know, Valzad is the Earth 2 Superman. Superman? Kind of? Okay, so. Speaking of reboots, um, flashback, the year 2011, DC, rebooted, New 52. Justice Society of America? Fuck that shit! We got a different Earth 2. It's got sexy young heroes. Um, So, okay, so Earth 2 with the New 52 reboots uh, had a Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, but fuck them. Darkseid kills them. They're dead. Issue 1. Phenomenal, phenomenal first, like, great arc. Yeah. um, Yeah, yeah. Really good for a while until it became complete crap. Uh, around the time that convergence also ruined everything else forever. Yeah. Uh, until reboot hap- rebirth re- until reboot happens until another <laughs> reboot. until another one in ten years or so right it was like it was uh, less than a ten year period it, it was, was like less oh it was like five years um, was that, oh my god yeah, re- yeah rebirth was twenty sixteen so here's you know I I will bet and we're going through another kind of soft reboot right now and I bet we'll have another one another five years or so yeah, so. That's just yeah. DC seems to do a, a crisis every five years at this point. Um, yeah. Maybe not anymore now that Dan Didio has been ousted. We'll talk about that. Um, so anyways, Earth 2, uh, the main heroes that you're familiar with die. And we end up with uh, our kind of Justice Society of America heroes like um, Jay Garrick, the Flash. And yes. uh, the Green Lantern, whose name I know, but can't Alan think Scott. of it. Thank you. Alan Scott Green Lantern, which is what the first know? instance of um, what is now canonized in main universe of Alan Scott being gay. Yeah, uh, that's where that is introduced. Yeah. Uh, a couple other ones. Uh, Lois Lane died and then was reborn as Red Tornado. Interesting. It's yep. a weird one. Um, we got kind of a flashpoint esque Thomas Wayne Batman for a while, which was kind of cool. Uh, except unlike in uh, unlike in Flashpoint, um, he faked his own death because he was deep in like a drug or gambling debt. Um, and then when Bruce gets killed, he's inspired to take up the mantle of the bat. But also, he's an old ass man, so he has to take this drug that's not venom, but very similar to it. As far as I know, there's no side effects. It just makes him hella strong. Um, and later in Convergence, he fucking blows himself up to save alternate universe Dick Grayson because he's out of the drug and it's a convenient reason to write him out. Anyways, point is, um, a, a little ways through, in like the second or third arc of this series, um, Superman returns from the dead, allegedly as a minion of Darkseid, kind of akin to what we might have seen from the continuation of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He returns as brutal. Extreme. Um, It's a spoiler. It's not Superman. It's a clone. It's it's Bizarro. It's their Bizarro. He crumbles into dust at the end. Anyways, they need a Superman to fight him. So it turns out there's another Kryptonian. His name's Valzad. He's a black guy. Uh, and so he becomes Earth 2 Superman. So that's kind of what we're looking at here. So um, that leads to other questions about this news. Like, you know, could they fold Michael B. Jordan's Valzad in with everything else as just another Earth in this multiverse? You know, could we see 
could we see Michael B. Jordan Valzad meet um, Henry Cavill Superman or if they get a new guy for the J.J. Abrams project, which I really hope they don't. I, I, I like think, Cavill. Yeah, I think especially with all this news kind of going about with reboots, redoes, all that kind of stuff with the DC um, universe. One thing to note as well is that if you, if you technically count it, we've already been introduced to a multiverse and wherein the uh, the Zack Snyder um, characters exist, you know? As yeah. well as Flash and stuff. Through this, again, CW show, which kind of opened up that wider DC entertainment stuff when they had their crisis. They also inadvertently basically opened the thing at carte blanche as everything was rebooted because everything now is apparently, allegedly, obviously, until DC decided to change it, is all contained within this one set of multiverse. Yeah. Um, they were basically like, yeah, whatever. Let's give Ezra Miller a cameo and blew the doors wide the fuck open. open. Yeah, not just for them. I mean, I, I would. Robert Pattinson's Bat 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 Pattinson Bat Bat Batman. Robert Pattinson. Pattinson's um, Robat Pattinson. If you're a Battinson's. Weekly Planet fan, exactly. yep, there you go. Um, uh, we we have to shout out the Weekly Planet at least once every week. Oh, we got um, to those funny Australian fuckers, man. Honestly. Definitely not pandering and we're definitely not desperate for attention yeah we would yeah of course not of course not uh, we're fine with our 20 views per week we're good yeah. with that uh, we love that dedicated um, core audience we've already got so many supermans um yeah. brandon ruth as we mentioned he he put the tights back on for crisis yeah uh we've got uh tyler hochin i think that's how you pronounce his name yeah. uh, with uh, the superman, superman and lois show which apparently is really good i watched the pilot and wrote a a piece on it months ago um but apparently it's continued to be really good apparently see here's the thing is the only show that i'm up to date on is legends of tomorrow and that i'm also CW like to see i'm i'm yeah. behind on all the cw stuff like yeah, a year behind uh yeah, pretty yeah. much anything post pandemic yeah, i am exactly. yeah. woefully lost on which uh, there's no reason to be i mean pandemic what have i been doing sitting at home i could have caught up on all of it and i have chosen not to it's just um, fine if you're not really invested in it, eh, what can you do? Eh? I, kind of as soon as they got, like, when Arrow was done, I was like, eh. Yeah, so after Crisis, and I was, yeah. Flash uh, is kind of, I feel like Flash is kind of spinning its wheels at this point. Oh, yeah, uh, they introduced Marlon. They did as Barry's son instead of his grandson, and that, I don't know about that costume, yeah. man. I don't, I don't know yeah. if that silver works. It's a little, uh, it's a little garish, you know. Yeah. Um, I think they should have just gone with white and red uh, instead of the silver and red. But or even whatever. that off yellow as well, like an off yellow. Of course, has. Yeah. off yellow is all right. I don't mind. I think the off yellow kind of red kind of it's, stuff. It's um, could be better. Yeah, definitely. Uh, anyways, Michael B. Jordan maybe is making a Valzad show, so that'll be cool. I I'm excited. I think it'll be cool. Goes. Yeah, um, I think that's all we really have on all the information we have on it so far. Is like yeah, it's been things. announced, and we managed to spin a good five six minutes out of a rumor which is exactly. or an announcement i don't know speaking um, of spending five six minutes out of a rumor um apparently allegedly vincent i can see you vincent. this is my city <laughs> vincent d'onofrio is rumored I'm to coming appear back to my city and the hawkeye and the hawkeye series yep. that is and the works at over at marvel seems to be a lot of names are being dropped in this thing now um and obviously as we now know uh, you know, we've got Black Widow, uh, Yelena. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, actually, I don't know if you've seen Black Widow. I don't know if you nah, have you heard about the news. I've stuff. not. You're not really bothered about it? So, yeah, uh, I spoil- haven't watched it yet. Spoilers for Black Widow. Yeah, sure. I- yeah. So, it's a post credits scene. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. Um, this is also our spoilers noise. 
Okay, right, so, so spoilers for Black Widow. At the end of Black Widow, there's a post-credit scene where Yelena, who is Black Widow's sister, um, is then over Natasha's grave because she has a grave. Basically, they officially canonized that she was actually have a grave and she did have a burial and stuff like that. Um, it just wasn't shown on the film in, in Endgame. Um, but she's at her grave, she's in her grave, and then uh, Countess Valentina shows up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously that was supposed to be a first appearance in the MCU, not yes. Falcon and Winter Soldier. So what she is, what she says is, do you want a shot at the guy who killed your sister? And she shows a photo of Clint Barton. That's how that ends okay. and what people are thinking. She was she was rumoured to be appearing in the Hawkeye series, but apparently she's like full on dead set to appear now. Um, yeah, right, that, that makes and sense. It, it makes sense. Dark Avengers, all that kind of stuff. Hawkeye, you know, uh, people arguably think that maybe it... I, I've heard it being taken two ways. It's like people know that what happened on Vormir and blame Clint for her death or it's because she got hired by basically Clint dragged her into that life. Yeah. That she's the reason she, he died because, you know, she swapped or whatever it was, that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, um, with that, Vincent D'Onofrio appearing in, in the Hawkeye series would make sense and it would allow, arguably, because Hawkeye being a very street-centric hero, characters like Daredevil or even Luke Cage to appear if they decide to keep that kind of universe. Daredevil? You mean Charlie Cox's Daredevil, who allegedly is filming reshoots for Spider-Man No Way oh, Home? Which links back to another episode that we did a few weeks ago talking about the possible plot leaks for that film. Yeah, uh, I think at this point, uh, I mean, there's still rumors, but like, I feel like this point we could probably say with some amount of confidence. Yeah. We're probably going to get multiple Spider-Mans in that film. Yeah, At this okay. point, everything's pointing to it. The rumors predate Loki by quite a bit, and everything that happened in Loki just makes that entirely not just plausible, but probable. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, no, so Vincent D'Onofrio, who was a fantastic kingpin, one of the best parts of that uh, Daredevil This series. is my city. Especially in the latter seasons, obviously, and stuff like that, when he made, I think, less appearances, obviously, but like was still in the show. Yeah partially um beating the shit the, out of uh shit out frank, frank castle. castle um there's another one who i really hope we get to see i really would like to see john bertho come back as the punisher i, I no, no me really? me too it's just no. i don't know he would have to be in a movie because there's no way in hell oh, disney yeah, no. allows a proper yeah, punisher series on yeah. disney plus stars maybe mm, stars maybe. that's 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 something i can think of is just moving it over to there because they own all the proper rights it's like okay it's part of stars so you don't have to watch it but you know, yeah. you can. Uh, but yeah, no, that's something I'm quite excited about. Um, I don't actually know to the extent of what his role is going to be in the show at the moment, because obviously it's a massive rumour at the moment, which, big disclaimer for anyone watching. Yeah, it could just be a, a glorified cameo. cameo. Yeah. Um, but I'm still super excited for the fact that, that yeah, that we're getting nods to this kind of TV universe and stuff like that, and he's obviously uh, potentially set to return and stuff like that. And obviously it matches up with all the stuff from Spider-Man No Way Home as well. Right. Um, and all the kind of I mean, I would like to see Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin make an appearance in a Spider-Man film. Oh, it'd be great, yeah. I mean, that that would be... You You could literally pluck one of the earliest arcs of Ultimate Spider-Man, whole cloth, yeah, out of the comics, that. and plop it down as its own Spider-Man movie. Um, now, granted, you would, you would need to alter a couple of things because Peter Parker, at least right now, has no affiliation with any kind of news association in the MCU. And probably isn't going to give it yeah, his identity. Uh, the ending, yeah. I, of, of, I think Strange is going to reset everything though again. 
done it before in the comics in Civil War, and I feel like he's probably going to do it. Yeah, you think we might do a uh, yeah. Mephisto list kind of one more yeah. day kind of situation? Too, too early to introduce Mephisto as a character, so I feel like it would be very much like, okay, Doctor is like, well, um, you help me save the multiverse, or you help me do this, that, or the other. Um, I'll make everyone forget who you are. Who you are. Yeah. Wasn't that part of the plot leaks? Yeah, I think it was. I I, I thought it, I thought that was going to happen anyway, regardless. Yeah. Do you remember it happened in Civil War? Yeah. Um, or, uh, and, yeah, him and uh, it was it was Doctor Strange and Reed Richards did some. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't that be a hell of a way to introduce Reed, uh, Reed Richards to the MCU? Just be like, yeah, I, I know a guy who can do some stuff, and it's just here's Reed Richards. He's going to make people forget who you are. Like, what? Yeah. Huh? Um, that's I definitely need- definitely not happening. No, um, uh, anyway, it's all still rumors and speculation at this point. Um, I keep perpetually forgetting that they're doing a Hawkeye TV show. Um, I think it's going to be good. I mean, apparently really heavily, heavily inspired by Matt Fraction's yeah. Hawkeye run. Um, and I'm, I'm liking, I'm liking to see that is that the, a lot, a lot of obviously the runs are taken, uh, uh, the TV show runs even are taking a lot of basis off of comic stuff, oh, yeah. which I'm a big fan of. And I really like that. And I feel like it's nice to get basically some homage to it at least, but yeah, no, uh, I think well, it'll be good. Could be interesting, but who knows? And the uh, the set photos we've gotten from Hawkeye um, yeah. continue the trend that uh, Marvel has finally been leaning into of people having extremely comic book accurate costumes, which I really wish, again, would follow through to the Spider-Man movies. But, you know, whatever. My gripes are my gripes. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You don't have to. Should, whatever. Um, guess what, guys? Elder Scrolls 6 isn't coming out anytime soon. Moving on. Oh, apparently it's to do with uh, it's more than that. It's more to do. With, it's not coming out of PlayStation 5. Oh well, I mean, I feel like that was also a given. Yeah, just just a general. Yeah, um, it, it might be an Xbox exclusive now, PC and Xbox exclusive. Folks, Microsoft owns Bethesda. That's is business is business. Um, exactly, yeah. I yeah, I mean, I, I, I was I was a little yeah. I'm a little bummed that Spider Man's only on PlayStation. I mean, it's, yeah. like it's one of those things. It's exclusive. It's IP rights. It's intellectual property. It's trying to get one leg over the other in console wars and general entertainment stuff. It's just gonna get, a, get a PC. Just get a gaming PC. It's fine. <laughs> Consoles are so old. 2010. I, I've seen the light. Um, but yeah, no, that, that that's pretty much. In my light. Woke up Anyways. like a deuce in the middle of the night. Like a douche? Uh, d- douche? Douche? Rubbed douche? up like a douche? Is it douche? Like a douche? No. <laughs> like a douche? <laughs> no. I don't fucking know. Fucking Earth Band, what the fucking cold? No one knows what the goddamn lyrics are. Yeah, all right, moving on. Um, I, what? Okay, I didn't look at this. Uh, I didn't actually take a, a a cold, a cold hard objective look at these alleged uh, GTA Six screenshots. Oh, they look. They looks like all beta stuff. Like uh, there's a there's a on the because uh, we get a lot of our news from comicbook.com. Uh, yeah. who are fucking pretty good with their news and stuff and, and general legitimacy. There's a link to a Reddit post that has uh, a bunch of screenshots that are on... I think I can send you a link if you want to, Ian, if you can't find it. You should, should. Um, I was... Uh... <laughs> I slept last night. Shut up. You're Fairly. tired. Uh, uh, so wicked. Well, luckily they put the, the link uh, yeah. right in the thing. Uh, it's an airplane. I see an airplane. I see a map. Um, see some beach. You know, uh, this is uh, <laughs> shockingly believable. Yeah, right. I was I was surprised as well that it's 
it's not like oh it looks like it's some super bullshit like it looks like it looks like a beta test for a game well i was also um definitely hoping for a return to vice city yeah i mean apparently it's been alleged for years at this point because that's how long we've been gta came out in 2013 uh yeah, GTA uh, GTA Five is almost a decade old game. Exactly, and still uh, making money and still being re released to hell. Has been re released uh three times, coming up on yeah. three times. It's one of the only games to ever cross the barrier between generations. Yeah, it's uh it's a three generation game. Yeah, started on three sixty, PlayStation three, moved yeah. on PS four, Xbox one, then came out on PC, then coming out on PS five and X- uh, Xbox whatever the city sex what the fuck is it's uh it has not quite caught up to the likes of doom and resident evil 4 yeah. but i'm kind yeah. of feel like it might get there so skyrim's right behind it yeah it's skyrim's so. definitely i mean skyrim's been released on a fucking fridge at this point like uh yeah definitely. skyrim on the alexa um not much else to say about that it, it's neat it's cool it's good to yeah, know that maybe um gta 6 is a real thing that'll happen maybe it might happen. It may be in development. Who knows? I want to. I want to uh, fly the aeroplane. Um, room, room. I don't have a segue. Norman Reedus wants to be Ghost Rider, though. He wants to fly the motor air cycle. He wants to fly through the skies a flaming skull. Uh, he specifically really wants a flaming skull and to swing a chain around. Yeah. And I, I think if you just put him in a room. And CGI'd his face to be on fire and gave him a chain to swing around and just film that for oh, two man. hours. I think he, as well, he definitely has the Ghost Rider thing though. Like he's got the the like Johnny Blaze. Oh yeah, attitude. I feel like he could definitely do it. Like it definitely works. He could definitely be a Johnny Blaze that is not Nicolas Cage hamming it up for an hour and a half. <laughs> oh boy, those I almost watched those movies the other night. I first one's not bad. It is a guilty pleasure, let's it's, call it. I think the first one's fine. The second one, not so much. I think fine is generous. but I, I like Nicolas Cage too much. Let's I mean, call it okay. Okay, there we go. We'll meet in the middle. It's... Uh, <laughs> oh, it, okay. That's a movie that happened. Yeah. That came out in theaters. Under the Marvel Knights um, branding, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, yes. Uh, speaking of uh, soft reboots, um, what is... Oh, okay. The Shazam 2. Uh, Demon Hansu is back as the wizard Shazam. So that's... Yeah. I mean, they news, say, oh, it's, it's 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 like, oh, it's surprising. I don't think it will be. There's definitely going to be flashbacks and stuff like that to Black Adam. Um, and also uh, Helen Mirren's character uh, yeah. as well. Um, I definitely feel like there was. It'd be stupid not to have some sort of context for the audience. Yeah, I mean that's uh, inevitable. Maybe, maybe uh, setting up as like an intro scene or, yeah. or something like that. Uh, but I, I, I think that is definitely kind of an over dramatized yeah. clickbait title. Uh, yeah, surprising actor. Oh, you mean a major character from the first one? Huh? <laughs> What? I, would, I would be more surprised if Uncle Ben was in a Spider-Man movie at this point. Oh, gotcha. Oh, hey, speaking of Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, Jake Johnson has confirmed that Peter B. Parker, uh, the schlubby, middle-aged, divorcee uh, Peter Parker, uh, is coming back for Spider-Verse 2. Welcome return that, I think. I feel like I one of the uh, love that version of Peter Parker. Yeah, so good, because he's the normal dude. 
he's he's he is the most Spider-Man you could possibly be. <laughs> my favorite, I think one of my favorite bits of film was when he's given this dramatic thing of how he got here and what happened to him and how he's Spider-Man, and it just gets like the, the montage just gets sad. worse and worse, sadder and sadder. Even just, though he's like, he's uh, got a gut, he's just eating pizza. God, that Spider-Man's Mary, smell. Mary Jane divorced him. Like he's just the most everyman. He he is the twenty first century everyman. He's broke. He's divorced. Married too young to someone out of his league. Yeah. Now, granted, I think they imply at the end of the first Spider Verse, like he's got his shit together. So, like they're probably back together, and he's probably doing fine. But um, I I really hope they don't do the thing that you do with movie sequels, where you take the character that had all this development in the first one, and you just just wind it all back, just Metroid the shit out of that thing. Uh, yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully we focus more on Miles' development, and Peter's just. You know, there as a as a mentor figure. Um, I don't really care about Dune. No, do I? To be honest, and really I haven't thing. watched that trail. It looks cool. I never read Dune. Uh, this this means nothing to me. Yeah, I, I mean, realize was, I'm in the minority there. I, I'm I'm the same though, but I'm I like it. it kind of passed me by. Yeah, sci-fi classic. Eh. Eh, it's alright. I'm sure I'll probably watch it. Um, I don't like Timothy Shalit. I don't like Timothée Chalamet's face. Timothée Chalamet. I don't... Look, it's not his fault. He did not name himself that. And I think he knows that he sounds douchey. Luck of the draw, I guess. I don't like his face. <laughs> um, Batgirl, uh, apparently, is still happening. Yeah, um, the... Person we probably should have touched on this after the Michael B. Jordan thing, because it's all HBO yeah. Max stuff. Leslie Grace, uh, who was in Into the Heights, uh, fantastic, yeah. really good in that film. She really was sure in some things I've never seen. Yep, yeah. Into the Heights, really, really good film. Pretty strong acting performance. And yeah, I think, you know, Batgirl could be great, could be terrible. Depends on the writing, who knows. I have not been brave enough to check the social media comments on that story. I, I don't give a shit. Twitter is a cesspit and, and online I just, people are terrible. I expect your terrible, uh, your your typical terrible responses of. She's not white. She's how dare you make a black Barbara Gordon, black black Rick Gordon. Um, <laughs> don't Jesus Rose, Christ. Have you been paying attention to the Robert Pattinson film? Commissioner Gordon's black now, y'all. Uh, so is uh, Selena Kyle is played by fucking Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Yeah. Also, uh, Barbara Gordon was black in Lego Batman, a critically acclaimed movie that you probably love. So shut the fuck up. Fuck up. Yeah, yeah, man. People, people are stupid. I think she'll do a great job as long as she's given a great script. Yeah, and thank goodness, as far as I know, Joss Whedon is no longer involved with this project. <sighs> we had a whole episode about uh, separating art from the artist, but Joss Whedon's a scumbag. Yeah, also, no. Anyway. So uh, anyway, that's happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that pretty much covers it for news uh, in terms of normal stuff, but in terms of on reboots and remakes. So, do you like Dead Space? Do you like Dead Space? Do you like horror? Uh, you like a spooky, like scary? You like the spooky thing? Spooky you like a spooky, I'll, scary I'll time? Never play, only ever played the third one. Yeah, I know. I had this conversation with Dan a few weeks back. Step the fuck back, son. Yeah. Do you... <laughs> I've broken him, ladies and gentlemen. Do you understand <laughs> how much shit is not in your pants that should be there? Well, guess what? 
It will be I there. My pants. For the remake. <laughs> I shit my pants right now. Make up for no. You're going uh, to have a shit. You're going to have a chance to shit your pants all over again. Or, or for the first time. Yeah, no, I'm uh, uh, I'm excited for it. Remake comes out. I'm definitely going to play it. Uh, it's pretty much all good. But, oh, yeah, that's that's what we're getting at here. They're remaking yeah. Dead Space. It yeah, was, yeah, we yeah. talked about the rumor a f- couple months ago. Uh, it, really it was either going to be a, a reboot or a remake. Uh, yeah, it's like a full-fledged remake they're doing. Um, and it was revealed at EA State of Play, I believe, or whatever it was called. The, the yep. that happened recently. Um, that was yeah, fully, fully. Well, there's a teaser trailer for it. Cut uh, off the limbs. Yeah, cut off the limbs. That was I ah, fucking sick, by the way. I, I was talking to a friend of mine about that, and he was kind of like, "I don't feel like Dead Space needs to be remade. You know, it's it still holds up pretty well." And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, it plays all right, but like the textures do look kind of like muddy ass shit." I think to introduce it to a whole new generation of people could be the kick up uh, kick up the arse. EA needs to release another one. Well, and release like a four. And, and here's the thing: um, it's a 13 year old game. It's it's as old, if not older, than a lot of the PS2 generation games that got remade in the past yeah. couple uh, of cycles. It's just for me and my friend here, it feels different to us because we were already like you know 18, 19. Yeah. Um, when that original game came out, I think I was like 17, but whatever, like we were young adults, old teenagers, whatever you want to call us. So we have a, a different feeling about that. We're not only uh, as a fact that it's being remade, a blistering reminder of our mortality, um, but it, it just doesn't feel as old to us as those PS2 games that came out when we were younger teenagers or, or little kids uh, felt. And also to a certain extent, um, 360 PS3 generation games, a lot of them have, by nature, aged better oh, yeah. than their previous gen counterparts. Oh, one hundred percent. Like, there's some games that are still very playable and very like still look good to and up to today's standards of graphics. Oh, yeah. Like, I was playing know. Spider-Man: Web of Shadows yesterday. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, GTA is another one on the three sixty. Fucking great. Still yeah. Looks good. Yeah. yeah. Like, it sounds like your your console is going to take off, but overall, still looks pretty solid. Well, there's always I, uh, you can see. I mean, if you chart it going from you know, the at least in 3D graphics going from the PS1 to the PS5, that gap between what the generations look like has closed a little bit with every generation. Um, with the PS4 to PS5 definitely being the most narrow gap of like, yeah, we can load things faster. Yeah, I mean, it looks slightly better. Ooh, ray tracing. Textures. Yeah. Ooh. Um, which is why I thought the idea of a Last of Us remake is asinine. It's pointless. Um, but I mean, whatever. Secure the bag, make your money. It's fine. Yeah, I'm. I ain't mad at it. Yeah. I, well, I ain't. Yeah. Hating. You ain't hating hating the games industry. I don't. I don't hate the player. I hate the, the game. game. Uh, do you know what I hate about games, Massimo? What do you hate about games? Uh, I hate everything that has been coming out about Activision. I hate game culture in the moment that's what i fucking hate yeah uh, i love the medium but i fucking hate all the stuff behind it and it's something that is incredibly disturbing and distressing to see so i'm gonna put away my um yeah i'm gonna put away my my 90s uh cool guy it's serious time right yeah. now we're buckling down time. let's talk about a thing that shouldn't happen let's talk about a thing that uh is abhorrent and um I don't know if there's extreme enough language to cover it, really. 
So uh, the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing has filed a lawsuit against uh, Activision Blizzard um, for fostering what is being described as a frat boy culture in which female employees are subjected to uh, constant sexual harassment, unequal pay, and retaliation for reporting uh, this poor treatment. Uh, reading through the kind of shit that is behind this lawsuit is harrowing. I honestly, I cannot imagine dealing with this kind of crap in my workplace. And because like, let's be totally fucking clear here because I'm a straight white dude. I don't have to, um, which is a problem. No yeah. one should have to. You should be able to go to your workplace place and feel safe. Yeah, you shouldn't have to deal with comments or 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 or, or, or you know grievous acts basically being committed towards you when just you, because of your gender or whatever. Like it, it's it's not yeah, it's not right. When you wake up in the morning and you feel your soul die a little bit because you have to go to work, well, damn it, that should just be because your job sucks ass, not because exactly your coworkers right. are horrible pervs. Just because you know. This is why I feel like a lot of people, because I, I, you hate to say it, but there are probably people defending these guys online. Absolutely. You uh, know the Gamergate kids are still out there. I fucking, I just. I, you, you still got your, the quarterings and your, you know, just all of your, your, your YouTube Gamergate motherfuckers who are going to, you know, the same, the same fucking whiny bitches that are complaining that Star Wars and Marvel are too woke. That have never picked up a goddamn comic book in their life, apparently, um, are the same people that are going to be like, oh, they're probably exaggerated. Like, motherfucker, a lady killed herself on a business trip because of the fucking harassment she had been subjected to. The, po- the, the fact that it got to that point, the fact that someone has taken their own life, shows people... Shows, there is no room for harassment in the workplace of any forms, any fucking way, whatsoever. But the fact that it's been going on for so long in one of gaming completely unaccounted for, unaccounted for one of gaming's biggest and most like spot spotlight upon like companies. It's a big fucking company. Blizzard is a massive company, world reaching, world spanning fucking reach, and yet they still don't have the ability to keep themselves in check. And they they don't seem to. Um... They don't seem to have an interest in uh, keeping themselves in check because uh, Blizzard released, and there's been a couple of things here. I mean, first of all, let's we've been kind of vague, but let, let's be very specific about the kind of things yeah. that have been um, reported here. I'm just I'm going to read directly from the Bloomberg article. Uh, a a two year investigation by the state agency found that the company discriminated against female employees in terms and conditions of employment, including compensation assignment, promotion, and termination, company leadership consistently failed to take steps to prevent discrimination, harassment, and retaliation. According to the complaint, filed Tuesday in the Los Angeles Supreme uh, Superior Court, excuse me, female employees make about 20% of the Activision workforce and are subjected to a pervasive frat boy workplace culture, including cube crawls, Stay with Jesus me here. Fucking Christ. In which male employees drink copious amounts of alcohol as they crawl their way through various cubicles in the office, often engaging in inappropriate behavior towards female employees. I'm not just talking about uh, the occasional cat call. No, we're, we're talking about like groping, 
just physical touch that was unwarranted and uninvited and non-consensual. And it's not just Activision. Um, Ubisoft yeah. obviously has been deep in the throes of dealing with its own sexual harassment issues that it has not accounted for at all and seems to be content to ignore, which is one of the main reasons I've been kind of ignoring Far Cry 6, even though I want to be excited about it. Um, I have a really hard time supporting that at this point. It's because um, trying to distinguish between the, the studios makes it and you realize all the culture behind this game and all the people that were basically harassed to shit because of it. It's like, yeah, okay. It, it makes it hard to support that game in any, any way, shape or form. Yeah. You, you know that there, there are, I'm sure employees who did not participate in like, that sort this of behavior. Isn't, this isn't a blanket coverall thing. This is specifically going up against the people who who were engaging in this behavior but i still think at the same time you still should be held accountable if you were sitting and witnessing this and watching by and not oh yeah it's it's like uh it's it's like with cops right you know people say oh you know there's of course there's good cops well you know the response to that is if there's a good cop and the bad cop and the good cop sits by while the bad cop does bad cop shit that's a bad cop yeah um it's it's a uh, it's a uh, a guilt by association sort of thing. I'll, um, um, and pick up on I just wanted to point this out as well. Was the suit also points out to female employee, obviously who took her own life and stuff like that. One of the things here as well that it says is female employees were basically chastised and made fun of for picking up their children from yeah. school for being pregnant. What? Just ridiculous, absolutely what? ridiculous shit. Being criticized for leaving to pick their kids up early for it and being kicked out of uh, like, like so stuff for lactation rooms, so for obviously areas, safe spaces where they can breastfeed their children. Right. But by male colleagues, so they could use the rooms for meetings. Yeah. Um, I, it's just so, it's so degrading to an unbelievable degree that, that I, it's hard to fathom. It's hard to imagine. It's hard to even uh, to take on this concept. It's ridiculous. So we, yeah. we had um, responses from um, two, what feels like maybe two different sides of yeah. Activision Blizzard. On one side, what I feel is more the Activision side, we got basically a blanket denial. Um, and essentially, in all but the words themselves, they essentially uh, screamed cancel culture. Um, they basically said, oh, this is just uh, over, you know, state bureaucrats overstepping, blah, 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 blah. It's not cancel culture if it's fucking happening. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that, that felt like uh, it was straight from the fingertips of old Bobby Kotick, yeah. um, to be totally uh, honest. On the other hand, we get a couple of different uh, responses from blizzards higher up staff uh uh, we got a response from let's see here uh blizzard president j allen brack um this is from uh jason schreier uh noted gaming journalista uh he's he's real good he breaks a lot of news um i'm saying um a lot anyways He sent out an email to staff last night addressing the allegations from this week's explosive lawsuit, calling them extremely troubling and saying he'd be meeting with many of you to answer questions and discuss how we can move forward. Uh, He said people with different backgrounds, views and experiences are essential for Blizzard, our teams and our player community. 
Uh, he wrote, I disdain bro culture and have spent my career fighting against it. And I mean, a lot of this could just be placating. I, I have a very hard time believing that none of this was known to upper management, but maybe they are that. I mean, basically, there's no way for it to look good. Either you knew about it, and you did nothing, or you are so disconnected from your employees that you were completely ignorant. I mean, Look, an uh, Akitaku article, ex-Blizzard boss uh, Mike Morheim, Morheim, yes, uh, said to obviously the woman at Blizzard, "I failed you." So, yeah, I believe what he says is, uh, it says, "Why well, he's been at the game company he led for so long." He said to the Blizzard woman who experienced any of these things, "I am extremely sorry that I failed you, hero. I hear you, I believe you, and I'm sorry to have let you down." Again, yeah. it's a thing here of obviously, is apologizing, right? I understand that. At the same time. How were you not aware that there was something in the workplace? There would, with how widespread these allegations were, there must have been some sort of internal review. Well, and right? let's, I mean, let's uh, wind the clock back to twenty ten, I think. Um, so a a, a video has been going around of BlizzCon twenty ten, uh, where a female fan had questions about the regalia of female characters in World of Warcraft, specifically how they're all kind of sexified. And she kind of just got mocked about it by some Blizzard higher-ups, including Mr. Brack here. So he says he abhors bro culture, but... Was part of it. There you are, 10 years ago, participating in that kind of shit, buddy. Um, It's a bad look for you. It really is. And at the end of the day, obviously, I was talking about this. That's what we're, we're just we're just trying to basically put this out there. Is obviously like it, people should be talking about it more. It feels like something as well that uh, recently, with you know, obviously, gaming culture. It's like nice to have all these announcements and news and stuff like that. But if there was internal struggles within a company, it feels like they should be held accountable. Man, here's the thing: I hate gaming culture. Yeah. Um, I generally don't like hanging out with other gamers i'm kind of the same way about comic book culture in a lot of ways these are still we've made leaps and bounds of progress in the past 20 years or so but these are still very much industries that are full of that kind of boys club gatekeeping bullshit that i don't like to sanction um you know we still have people who spend all day playing call of duty just yelling horrible shit at other human beings and like ha ha it's a joke and yeah i mean sure but it, it it's the kind of inappropriate humor i would maybe have with friends who i know are cool with it and aren't going to be hurt by it but not complete strangers um i just i feel like there's a difference between having friendly banter with someone and then abhorrently making them feel uncomfortable with what yeah what everyone is saying like there is a there's a line between having a joke with someone and having something that feels genuinely whatever whatever it be sexist racist discriminatory in any capacity and it's there's a line between taking the piss and yeah. pissing directly on your there face there we go it's pretty much the best way to describe it um and and it's you know in the twitter sphere there have been other um current and former female employees of the games industry being like yeah yeah, I've been there. Um, Alana Pierce uh, related a story on a live stream uh, yeah. this week where um, 
she described working at a company where she was so harassed and inappropriately, you know, touched and all kinds of shit at company functions that she she didn't even quit the job. She just stopped going to work, like stopped going to that job and found somewhere else. The company was that toxic and like that shit shouldn't happen. And a lot of people don't have the the, the that option of just quitting and, and not going. Yeah, that's the other you thing. Know, like, Work is hard to yeah. find, especially in the gaming industry, and especially even for and especially right now. Yeah, yeah, with how the past year has been. I mean, with her, uh, with Alana Pierce, especially she was obviously part of Funhouse. I don't know if yeah. she still is, and all that stuff coming out with the Rooster Teeth Group and Ryan Haywood and Adam Kovic and several other and Savory members of that group and that was a whole massive thing as well right um but again look it infects other parts of gaming culture not just game developers but these groups of people who make content based around games and absolutely I'm, how often yeah. these days do we have you know uh, a, a prominent uh prominent youtuber end up trending on twitter and at this point you just kind of like roll your eyes and go oh, jesus what did they do it's either like, something very good or something did they, very bad. did they touch a kid um they film in a suicide forest yeah like uh, now they're making millions off of pro boxing i know look oh and still making millions off of makeup um yeah fucking i it's ridiculous um it's disheartening yeah it's just it's so hard to explain the frustration that you see and but for someone myself i grew up completely into internet era where where being an influencer, being a YouTuber is a kind of genuine, like it's a gentrified kind of like idolized job position. It is the new celebrity. Yeah, exactly. It's the modern celebrity and people want to be that way. And as like most celebrities, these people aren't infallible and they need to be held accountable. And, and they that, also need to be more cognizant of the yeah. kind of influence that they have over people. Over children, yeah, especially. I mean, look, we could talk all day. We could talk till the sun goes, you know, when the cows go home, the sun goes down. Yeah. With our with our paltry twenty viewers, and that's the thing. Look, to be real with you guys, I know no one listens to this fucking show. Yeah, like just our friends and family. But just in case anyone does stumble upon this, the reason we're talking about this, the reason we're going on about it so feverishly, um, is because people need to know about this shit. And there are plenty of people playing their Call of Duty, playing their StarCraft, playing their their Diablo, who will never hear about this shit, who who won't read about this, who will keep supporting these companies because not necessarily because they don't give a shit, but because they're not exposed to the fact that this kind of crap is happening. But it's, so, it's, it's less, it's less about ignoring for some people. It's less about ignoring the problem and more about ignorance about it directly. You know, so like, it's, if even yeah. two people hear this and they're like, Oh, that's fucked up. Maybe I'm not going to play call of duty anymore. Maybe I'll play that new battlefield that comes out, which looks cool by the way. That's great. That's a that's a it's a it's a drop in the bucket, but it's something. Um, there was a really great video that I seen on YouTube, and it was about it's a guy is it by a YouTuber called Loner Box, and he talked about how he was almost radicalized on World of Warcraft, a Blizzard game, mind you, by the way. Yeah. Um, and how that there was people who by four chan World of Warcraft, all these old school kind of stuff like that. People who, it's when the joke stops becoming a joke. And it starts becoming genuine opinions and feelings and stuff like that. Yeah, and for it's it, very as, easy for that to happen. Yeah, and as as Ian says, uh, all those twenty listeners, if there's any, if there's even one, two people who hear this, and you know, hearing this makes you think and look at this stuff. You know, 
we can only be thankful that that's what some people do. And if, if this brings attention to stuff that you guys or, or anyone out there, whatever you are, you know, whatever gender, whatever race, mentality, whatever it is, if it makes you understand better what's going on in the world culturally, especially in maybe games that you fucking love to play and stuff like that, we can only yeah. be grateful that it's it's happening, you know, that, we're, that you're able to look into it and actually educate them. I just, I need... Um... I don't know, man. If 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 you're yeah. someone who doesn't understand why this is a big deal, let's just pretend for a second that you're at work, and uh, I'm not going to say someone comes around and, and grabs your junk because there's a bunch of guys who'd be like, oh, "I wouldn't mind that." Um, let's pretend that you're at work and someone comes along and just just sticks their finger right up your ass, just right through your pants, just just goes for that oil check. Probably wouldn't be cool with that. So let's. Yeah let's pretend that that's happening to you and uh, think about that for a moment. Maybe you, you get some idea of how uncomfortable this is uh, for these women. Well, I think we've sat and talked about this for quite a while. Like we, I said, we could talk about this for literally ever. We and could, it, which we shouldn't, that shouldn't be something that we're able to so. talk about forever, but unfortunately it is. Uh, these companies, they, when it comes down to it, final word, they need to be held accountable. Yeah. Um, they need to not be putting out statements of denial. Um, I don't know how this gets fixed. I don't know how this gets answered for, but something needs to happen. Something needs to happen. And um, hopefully it happens soon before more people like the poor woman who took her life. Yes. Anyway, um, I'm tired of serious talk. Let's have an air horn break. And a sad trombone. <laughs> And a ballpark noise. That one's for the Americans there out there. There we go. Palette's been cleansed. So, <sighs> let's talk about the main crux of this episode. Let's reboot ourselves. I feel like I need to wash my hands. Yeah, I know, right? I need to wash my brain after reading some of that fucking shit. Um, let's reboot ourselves. Let's reboot our minds, reboot our souls, reboot our bodies, positive energy, yada, yada, yada. Or not positive energy, depending on what we're going to be talking about, how bad these reboots I've had are. an infinite crisis! Oh, no! Ah! Um, <laughs> reboots. reboots. Uh, they happen. They're, so, okay. Um, like, what is a reboot, Ian? All right. So, this actually ties into one other piece of news that happened this week. Um, Dan Didio, former head of DC Publishing, had a whole plan laid out at the end of 2019 for a, a DC line-wide soft reboot, let's call almost a time jump, uh, called 5G. Definitely not piggybacking on cell phone companies uh, putting out their 5G coverage. Totally not at all. Of course not. Um, with that, he had sorted out a surprisingly and look i don't love everything dan didio does but he had sort of a surprisingly straightforward and i think sensible timeline for the dc universe that previously we'd seen snapshots of um but we hadn't seen the whole thing so finally that timeline is revealed uh to the public along with uh let's see here i thought i put the 5g stuff on the uh on the thing on the stuff i don't think you did that's not what I did. Oh, yeah, I did. Right oh, there. Nice. It's just, it's only a link. All right. Uh, let's take a look here. So for the first time, the full DC Comics timeline planned by Dan DiDio. Thanks to Bleeding Cool, who I'm not always a fan of. Rich Johnston can be a bit of a dick, but this is fine. Um, so we have a whole uh, five-generation timeline, hence why 5G, right? 
And it kind of covers everything. It goes from uh, the first generation being um, the debut of Superman, you know, year one, generation one, 1938, Krypton explodes, rocket crash in Smallville, 25-year-old Ma Kent and Pa Kent finds uh, Clark. So this is obviously to do with um, after Doctor Manhattan stuff resets the timeline at the end of Doomsday Clock, which in itself is another reboot. There, I definitely feel like there was some friction between the uh, Doomsday Clock ended up being kind of a fart in the wind. Very cool book, but like didn't oh, really have yeah. any. I, I I seriously it was supposed to be take a year, and it took almost closer to three. It took about right. two years. Um, right. it, if you average it out, it's basically one issue for every two months, which is not the worst release schedule I've ever seen. Looking at you, All Star Batman and the Boy <laughs> Wonder. Um. But everything kind of went to shit during reboot or during reboot. Fuck, man. During reboot. (laughs) Everything went to shit during reboot. Uh, Everything went to shit during rebirth. Uh, That was spearheaded by Jeff Johns, who then left his position in the company. Um, Scott Snyder kind of took up the reins. Dan Didio had some some say in things. And we kind of went from Jeff Johns steering everything with Doomsday Clock to Scott Snyder kind of steering everything with Death Metal. I'll tell you which one I would prefer. It's Doomsday Clock. Whatever, that's fine. Scott Snyder still found a way to kind of work that in uh, with death metal, which is uh, fair enough. Um, so we got Generation One. That's kind of your golden age. Uh, we've got Generation Two, uh, which is Silver Age, right? That is kind of our yeah, our Silver Age. We've got our 1965. We got Batman debuts, Year One, Superman debuts, LexCorp founded, Bruce is 22, uh, Alfred is 39. So, so this basically it takes all the reboots and stuff like that and puts them into one concise timeline. Yes. Like the, this is, yeah, it the, acknowledges all the previous ones. The really interesting thing I find, of, uh, I think about it is he's specifically given, he's kind of violated the cardinal rule in comic book timelines and he has given the characters specific ages at every point in this timeline. Yeah. Um, you'll notice Marvel never does that because they have like that kind of, rolling Um, timeline yeah yeah, up until secret wars which we'll talk about um so we've got specific things like uh you know when batman and superman debut in the silver age uh bruce is 22 clark is 25 ma and pa can are both 50 luthor is 25 commissioner gordon is 37 um uh perry white is 39 jimmy olsen is 15 jay garrick is 51 yeah, you've got Razzle Goo and Tyler, Tatana uh, joins the GLA in, what, 75 or whatever it is? That's yes. Generation 2, 18. Uh, generation, uh, yeah, Generation 2, Razzle Ghul, Talia's 18, which would make her significantly younger than Bruce Wayne. Is that Wayne. Arthur, Arthur Curry's 26? Uh, I think that's what it's saying, yeah. yeah. Um, Barry's 25, Dick Grayson, so Crisis on Two Worlds, that's our, our yeah. first crisis. Yeah. Uh, JSA returns. We've got uh, all of that rolling into Crisis on Infinite Earths. So the thing about this is, I like this because it acknowledges the past stuff. It seems insane, but I like the idea of it being one singular timeline where everything happens. I, I it just it, it it gives clarity, arguably. It definitely does. Yeah. Um, it, it almost it has a it has a Grant Morrisonian quality to it. Yeah. Um, very similar to what Grant Morrison did with his Batman run, where if you listen to his interviews with Kevin Smith, he kind of lays it all out where he looks at it and he goes, oh, everything's canon. Uh, I'm not going to look, I'm not going to do 
I, sh- I shame myself doing a Grant Morrison impression uh, on a podcast run by Scots. All right. Yep. Um, but he said everything's canon. Like he, you know, he starts out and he's he's his Dark Avenger and he has, you know, he meets this kid and he finds a kindred spirit and you know, kind of a, a best friend almost. Not not exactly a son, but you know, this other. So um, here's the, here's the thing about this. Not to cut you off, but just I noticed here is 2012, Year 57, Justice League. Bruce is 52. Yeah. Damien is 14. Yeah. Hey. Hey, Massimo. Hey. What? How old is Alfred? 69! Nice! Nice! <laughs> yeah, but that that only makes Alfred fucking, what, 60, 17 years older than Bruce Wayne? Uh, yes, it makes so it it makes uh, twenty two year old Bruce Wayne, thirty nine year old Alfred, definitely much younger than I imagine Alfred yeah, ever being. I but Alfred, <sighs> at the same time, if they're gonna have that timeline, they kind of have to do that with Gordon and Alfred, or else they would be fucking dead. But Bruce is like in his fifties. Yes, I mean allegedly by twenty by twenty fifteen twenty sixteen and 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 after after Flashpoint generation. Look, man, uh, I. Jared Leto is 49. Think what you will about Jared Leto. Dude is ripped. I'm okay with it. We're talking about Bruce Wayne here, who would have the best medical coverage. I thought by um, still 52 seems like I know obviously still the best food, though. the best nutrition. I think dude would still be rocking it at 52. Yeah, I think that's but, entirely possible. Dude's had his back broken, goes out every night. Massimo. <sighs> Let Comics. me give you two words go for it comic books there we go no you're right it's through the sky but green (laughs) rock make him sick look all right look it's it's quite an interesting plan um what's what's really interesting is where it was all going to go with 5g Um, yeah all the stuff with um damien and uh john stuff like that yeah yes so what was going to happen is they were going to age everyone up in real time and uh let's see where there was a whole separate news story for it but basically in front of me yeah what they were going to do is they were going to um have damian wayne take over for raz al ghul and be the big bad of 5g and who was it? It was the one of the foxes was going to be Luke Fox, I think, instead of Tim Fox. Yes. So Luke Fox was going to return to that role. He was previously Batwing in the yeah. New Fifty Two, and be uh, a new version of Batman. And is currently Batwing in the uh, Batwoman TV show that I haven't watched any of. Yep, same. Um, um, John Kent was going to take over, of course, for his father. Of course, Superman right. was going to form a new version of the Authority and become something of an authoritarian figure. Which we are seeing a version of that in Grant Morrison's The Authority series. We're seeing, we're still seeing shades of this being introduced in um, the Infinite Frontier stuff that's coming out, which I they think, can do. I think the way they were going to do it with uh, Dan Didio was the wrong way to go about it. Personally, well, clearly because, because they fucking shit canned him. Yeah, but it, I feel like as well though is that like the the, the characters of Jonathan Kent and and uh, Damian Wayne really should be engineered already at maybe a slightly younger audience like it's a pre-built and thing Dude, to draw on younger view uh, younger Super Sons was great yeah Super Sons so insane I will that, never I, I will I will never forgive um Brian Bendis for just completely obliterating everything that Peter Tomasi did with the Superman yeah. family um 
that was when they combined the two Superman into one and all that stuff. And, and Tomasi was, that. yeah, Superman Reborn yeah. and uh, the Oz effect. Oh, and, some great stuff there, by the way. And then uh, Brian Bendis uh, came, as Shell they uh, said. Uh, he came all over everything. Yep, and completely shit the bed with it. Um, and he's like, Jorel, fuck him. John Kent, 15 now. Gonna take him to space. Gonna bring him back. Time jump. Space John Kent. Space man. Which, I mean, they're contending with it now. We've got... Uh, 23-year-old John Kent now, haven't we? Like, currently in canon. I don't think he's that old in canon right now, but he's definitely older. Because he's back from the future. He is, but I think he was like 11 when he went okay, to the future. He's like 15 um, now. So apparently, according to Dario's timeline, 2019, year 60, year of the villain, Death Metal, John returns from future, age 23. All right, well, that this shit isn't canon anymore, so who cares? Yeah, but it, it must have been when they first did it. it was so, planned, yes. Yeah, okay, exactly. so, so if we're going by the current rules of the stuff, like he would technically, because he still exists. Well, then it's version. weird that he's still best friends with 15-year-old Damian Wayne. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. you know what my biggest problem with this whole Damien is the big bad John blah 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 thing is. It's so boring that it's just continuing your typical yeah. Batman versus Superman conflict. I'm so tired of that shit. We just need to go back to normal. Just back to the original. Have a Flash be the big bad. Exactly. Why not? Have, have have Wally wet. No, we did that. Never mind. Oh uh, no, just don't, don't don't talk about the weird Wally West shit. Just. God damn it, Good, Tom King. Exactly. Let's not talk about Tom King's flash. Um, have a Green right. Lantern be the... Oh, wait, no. Oh, wait, no. 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 Um, have Wonder... No. 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 Injustice um, happened. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, hey, you know what? That sounds like it was going to be a terrible soft reboot. But, hey, you know what? Sometimes reboots are good. Such as. And so, opinion. this week, we wanted to talk about reboots that we like. And I'm keeping... Um, I'm keeping the conditions for what is a reboot real loose. Yeah. The only thing I'm not counting is like Elseworld stuff because that really is a sidestep. It's a standalone. Like here's this thing, yeah. um, but um, something like the Ultimate Universe, I would definitely consider a reboot. Granted, it's a reboot while the mainline universe still existed, but it was still the idea of we're going to take these characters in these stories and we're going to. Start them oh. over from ground zero, and we're going to reimagine them for what was at the time a modern age. Yeah, and I it think, was mostly cool. I mean, for the most part, up until what well, Ultimatum or Ultimates or what the fuck ever that shit happened. Uh, uh, Ultimatum was so the thing about Ultimates, and the reason I love it is Ultimates was always meant to be a parody. It yeah. was always meant to be a pastiche of post nine eleven ultra jingoistic America, like yeah. you were. You're not supposed to look at um, Captain America and be like, this is the man. Who yeah. Alcoholic him. Tony Stark and be like, that's the dude. Or look at, you know, weird, Cap- incestuous. Yeah. Weird, incestuous uh, Scarlet Witch and, and uh, Pietro and be like, mm, that's hot. Um, or look at shrinking, jumping in vagina. <laughs> realistic. Uh, well, Ant-Man has always been a wife beater in every continuity. So, I mean, that's kind of uh, accidentally, apparently as well. One of those weird things. Yeah, whatevs, you know, you he's the Sean Connery of the uh of the Marvel universe, of the Marvel yeah. multiverse. Probably if accidentally was uh If he's going to slap his wife, he's going to slap his wife. What? There's nothing wrong with it. There's a lot wrong with it. Exactly. No noted message. That is the one thing I will say about the Ultimates is they actually 
they actually portrayed what he did as a like horrible, a horrible terrible, thing, yeah. like horrific thing instead of it just being like, Haha, remember that time that Hank Pym slapped his wife? Also, uh, Black Widow being a turncoat, pretty right. cool, makes yep. sense, pretty yep. good. Yep. Okay, family all dead, pretty, all, pretty solid ideas. Yeah, all and the then uh, also really good. Tony Stark being the Batman level preparedness, he is paralyzed her with some nano machines, and then uh, Clint Barton shot her in the fucking face, which nice. was deserved. Look, some of it wasn't good, but some of it pretty fucking cool. Ultimate X Men was really good. Ultimate yeah. Fantastic Four technically still is going the maker is a major player uh evil reed richards for those not keeping score um you know what um speaking of the maker and evil Richards, that leads into my favorite reboot oh tell me tell me it's obviously gonna be secret wars dude pretty good secret pretty wars good. was pretty, pretty good pretty good um, um the first really time that marvel has had the balls to do like they did convergence better yeah, it just, it works. It works so well. I, the idea is like, okay, World Universe and then it's the final two versions of like, it's Earth 1610, I believe is what the Ultimate Universe yes. is. And Earth 616, which is the main my MCU. It's like, okay, what would make sense in a question of an Earth is if the two smartest men in the universe, their respective universes, uh, contacted each other and were like, okay, we need to do something to fix this. Or fix this, I guess, in the sense of the maker. Oh, you could end up with Secret Wars, or you could end up with the finale of Loki. Uh, exactly. So, the best thing about it was that the idea that, like, other than like DC's umpteen number of crises or crisis, however the fucking what's here, like they actually Maybe tried to like accept six. Them. Yeah, they tried to take precautions to actually make it like, okay, we're gonna have this plan in place to do this stuff. We've got the arc, the F, you know, or whatever it was called. I can't remember the name of the device. Um, it's been a while. Since it's a thing that they they got on, and there was a bunch of people who survived the the multiverse. Yeah, I think, I think they did just call it an arc. Whatever it was called, the arc. Um, and then you realize, oh, Doctor Doom is still a bad guy. Yeah. So, yeah, also, you've just given him the ability to... He made your family think that they're his family. family. And, yeah. Uh, and then the, uh, the, the mo- What was it? The Molecule Man was Molecule basically, Man. like, remaking reality yeah. and <laughs> starving. Was it my favorite thing? Was who, Who's it? Is it uh, Miles Morales? Gives Miles Morales gives him an old cheeseburger from his pocket, which... And he's like, oh, Miles. I won't forget this. First of all, your suit has pockets, right? Which I think was Peter's reaction. Yeah, yeah, which Um, makes sense because you know he's a new better Spider-Man. He would definitely have pockets. Second of all, how old is that cheeseburger, and why are you still hanging on to it? It's gross. It survived the multiversal reboot. Like the particles are different, etc. I mean, the Marvel universe basically is the entire current Marvel continuity is owed to that cheeseburger. Um, Yeah, and also Miles Morales having all of his family back. Yes. Because um, the Mulkey, I was like, well, I guess I got to restore this. Yeah, I mean, um, the the Secret secret Wars initially kind of did a, a Crisis on Infinite Earths things where it consolidated everything down to a singular Marvel universe. One of my Except for stories. since then, the Ultimate Universe actually has come back. That so. was in Spider-Man, right? Yes. Spider-Man book at the end of that where there's the other version of Miles Morales. Yeah, so they did Spider-Man 2. Um, yeah. And then the maker has also been searching for his his original universe, which was kind of the crux of the recent Venom series yeah. with uh, Null and all that. Yeah. Like so this. I think I think they're hinting at it that they're going to bring it back in some capacities as a, yeah. as a larger thing. Will we have a reboot of the rebooted universe? Um, one of my favorite books to come out of uh, Secret Wars was the old Matt Logan stuff. Yeah. Because he was a man out of time, out of time. 
Yes, that was the other cool thing is all of the yeah. they really uh, Secret Wars really was basically Marvel being like huh, convergence. Hold my beer. Yeah, um, oh, my, so because they did the same shit, put a bunch of continuities together on a singular world and then have a bunch of offshoot books from older series and continuities that people liked like uh, age of apocalypse yeah. and um, the nineties X-Men cartoon yeah. and a bunch of just one more day or like uh, MC two or whatever. MC two was great. Yeah. Talking about another reboot. Yeah. Like, it just did everything right. And although it's kind of forward and recently with Marvel and all the umpteen number of X-Men books and all that stuff and all the shit that's happening with, they've kind of now ripped the piss with their events at this point. There's a new event every, what I mean, feels uh, like Marvel months. has been the event company for like basically since Civil War. But yeah. But I feel like Secret Wars was a step in the right direction and realigned their company to actually do better. And it worked. It worked the- really well. The thing I liked about Secret Wars, and I think any sort of crisis event like that, they found a perfect balance between it being fan servicey as hell. Yeah, I mean, you've got the ultimate characters going up against the six one six characters. Yeah, uh, uh, all you know, the, we had all the villains who were all safe on the arc, like Thanos. The Thor Core, Thor Core was great. Um, uh, oh, Doctor Strange being like the Infinity Gauntlet, uh, Black Panther with the dead. Yes. Yeah, fucking so cool. Um, sticks out in my head, that comic panel. Miles being brought into the, the mainline universe, but at the same time, Remembering it was everything. also a good story. Yeah. And that it, is where Convergence failed miserably. It wasn't just fan service. Here's all these characters you love and love to look at. Oh, here's an interesting, funny rabbit character. No, it was characters hey, with these... Hey, Captain Car, I know. Do I know, not I know. talk shit on Captain <laughs> Carrot. I know, I know. So that was multiversity, which is good. No, multiversity is good, but I think he also did appear in Convergence, I believe, for a few months. Maybe, battles. yeah. Uh, um, they kind of came out at the same time. But future state and shit like that, eh. yeah. Uh, um, I mean, yeah, Con- no. Convergence failed because there was so much, there was a lot of cool shit in Convergence. A lot of those side books, a lot of those tie-ins were really good. Poor Teddy. Uh, really? That's Future's End. Oh, that's, that that's a different thing. No, wait, that no, that happened right at, before Convergence, right? They happened at about the same time, and they were right. both terrible. Yeah, because my brain they was were like both completely meaningless and had absolute. The only effect that Convergence that either of them had is Convergence brought back the original Superman. Yeah, and the that's a mess. Um, and then Futures End brought us Tim Drake Batman Beyond and yeah. killed uh terry which i'm pretty sure terry's back so yeah like we don't really talk about i think dc even could have rolled over and talk about stuff but, but we're D- talking about good reboots dc <laughs> was such a quagmire during that time period because convergence just existed as a holdover while they moved from the east coast to the west coast futures end was like when future state came out i was like oh so it's futures end all over again because it's like hey here's things in five years yeah. that aren't actually gonna happen um and the Superman thing was like, okay, well, turns out Superman was in the new 52 universe the whole time hiding and he takes over for new 52 Superman. Yeah. Oops, turns out it was always the same universe and Superman was split into two beings by Dr. Manhattan, but we're never going to fucking explain why because Doomsday Clock didn't really get to explain. 
Look, it just uh, look. We, we if we could good reboots, back, good, yeah, reboots. Good, good reboots, manifest good reboots, manifest good reboots. So, what what's one of your favorite ones? <laughs> oh man, um, I don't know if it really count as a reboot, kind of a soft reboot. The Punisher Max series, yeah, Garth Ennis's uh, Punisher Max, um, was a fantastic um, comic book, kind of. Uh, Almost ultimate type of reboot, not exactly Marvel Knights, um, but it, it it gave you a hard edge version of Frank Castle that he's not a good person. Um, not good dude. Just a Kel Kel. Well, he's not Kel Happy. He's Kel Happy for reasonable reasons. Like his whole family gets murdered, etc., etc. Goes on a wave against crime, brutality. I'd say he's pretty Kel Happy. He's pretty Kel Happy. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely enjoyed that. Um, I think uh, one of the obvious ones is the Chris Nolan Batman films. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, after after the travesty that was late '90s Batman movies, um, Batman Begins. Batman Begins is a first of all underrated. I talked about that months ago, months and months and months ago. Um, my, my feelings on Batman Begins and the fact that it is actually the best Batman film. Of course. Not the best, okay. uh, not the best of that trilogy as a film, but the best Batman film. Yeah, like Dark Knight is phenomenally shot, is like a phenomenal. See if you know when it's seen anything Batman related. But also, I goddamn hate Batman himself in that movie. Yeah. <sighs> He's just so whiny. Rachel! Ready? Like the Batman I know doesn't just quit for eight years when someone close to him dies. Right, he fucking yeah. doubles down and gets on with it. Fucking every version of you fucking seen what happened when fucking people die. He fucking builds massive bat suits. He fucking goes down, explores new elements and shit like that. He That's when you get to... a lonely place. You don't get the Dark Knight Rises. You get a lonely place of dying. Like man, you know Batman gets extra fucking out there. Um, like we 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 love Batman here. And and that is a great Batman film, a great Batman movie. Yeah, but also, but especially in the context of following up yeah. with what everyone thought was a dead franchise after Batman and Robin, Batman Begins was incredible. Exactly, it makes sense. It brings a fresh, new, modern take to the character and a, actually makes him seem good. a perfect reintroduction of the character to a post-millennial audience yeah. that still holds up to this day, despite it being a sixteen-year-old movie. So, it is older now than Batman and Robin was when it came out. So speaking of great reintroductions to characters that basically defined a pop culture version of that character for the next 20 or so years. Yeah. The MCU. Yeah. The biggest and best reboot of all time. You de- you know what? I had not thought of that. The biggest and best reboot of all time. Especially really- Iron Man in particular, basically. Oh, yeah. Um, especially with how much from the, the MCU they kind of adopted into the comics. Yeah. I think that's what really solidifies it as a reboot um but there are reboots within that reboot spider-man got rebooted Uh, we're seeing x-men as well going to get rebooted um yep fantastic four Four. this is what i'm talking about is that like captain america got rebooted if you consider the movie where he wears a helmet and drives a motorcycle and isn't really captain america at all this is the this is the thing, is that people, you could probably say the MCU isn't a reboot, but in my eyes it is, because it basically rebooted these characters to a point where they, like, Iron Man especially, Iron Man especially, favourite fucking MCU film of all time, I gush over how good that film is. And I love stays, Iron Man. 
it's so well um well shot well made well everything um and obviously uh, iron man great film iron man 2 not so much pseudo interference etc etc this is a really good uh, video about the uh, side side tangent the video uh, the, the movie called chef with john favreau mm-hmm. that uh, that is made by one of the editors of the weekly planet the uh, mr sunday movies um uh, a guy called bank of canada and he talked about how john favreau made i uh, made chef as a like a reflection of his experiences in iron man 2 yeah and that whole film was about that and the fact that the MCU overall is such an impactful thing for a lot of people's lives and also filmmakers as well, that there's a film about someone's experience or an allegory about that shows how powerful it is as a reboot in my opinion. And I think um, you, like you could easily argue that, oh, it's an adaption, right? I think yeah. what makes it a reboot is, is the fact that so many of the elements from it have been adopted into the comics. Like the comic book version of Tony Stark Go read Civil War. That's not Robert Downey Jr. Um, the current, the the modern version of Tony Stark in the comics is one hundred percent. Oh, Robert RDJ, yeah, completely based on that character. Same as even you know, like you go and you look at uh, Cap as well. Same thing, very similar to Hemsworth version of Cap. I feel like Cap across the board pretty standard, but like yeah, very similar thing. Star Lord for fuck's sake. Oh yeah, that was the that was the big one. Fucking Guardians, Guardians, I think maybe are the, are the biggest ones impacted by the MCU. To be honest, yeah. um, even even comic book fans didn't really fuck with no, the Guardians before that movie came out. I yeah, didn't do. Everyone fucks with the Guardians. I, I fucks with them. We fucks with them. Um, I, I like just, how we just completely drop the whole like no saying the fuck word on this show. Oh man, look, nobody watches this as we already we already established. <laughs> the twenty people who watch this will love us saying the f word. See it and see it there. We're it's because we're extreme. It's because we're way too cool. Um, yeah, I'm gonna no, drink my cool. Wait, no, uh, Capri no, Sun. Uh, so I feel uh, like in general, when it comes to reboots, is a reboot is a lot of things to many people. You know, it could be it could be a completely re- redo of the universe. It could be an adaptation, or you know, like many things, well, it could you... be something that happens every few years to basically boost comic sales. Yeah, it could be something that happens when you're creatively bankrupt. Um, I mean, you got your hard reboots, uh, your 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 new fifty twos, right? You got your soft reboots, your Force Awakens. That's really the two kind of reboots. Yeah, I think. I think honestly, although this was the kind of topic of the episode and we talked about, I think we reboots are good sometimes. I think they can be. Um, you know, it was a really good uh, re. Okay, soft reboots within existing continuity, right? Um, Jeff Johns Green Lantern. Yeah, bringing back uh, maybe the an, an example of what I might call perfect retconning. Um, bringing back Hal Jordan. Explaining away parallax as the the imperfection in the ring, the uh, creature that characterizes the fear element instead of just being, oh, Hal Jordan went crazy because it's the nineties. <laughs> um, it's pretty solid. And then he he built an in- like everything in Green Lantern these days is based on the stepping stones that Jeff Johns laid down over the course of uh, the return of Hal Jordan blackest night brightest day the the sinestro core war i mean he built an entire mythology out of what was kind of a hokey ass character exactly and overall 
it said the character better for it, especially yeah. for years to come and different viewers and different different readers and different interpretations of that character. Have yeah, now we've got uh, more fucking Green Lanterns than you can shake a stick at. But hey, we got Lady Green Lantern, we got Muslim Green Lantern, we got Teenage Green Lantern. Whoever you are, we got a Green Lantern for you. Why does Earth have so many Green Lanterns? Mm, I don't know, bro. Because who the fuck cares what you are, what sexuality, what race you are? Everyone could be a fucking Green Lantern if they have the willpower. Yeah, you just have to conquer fear. Exactly. And that's what people can do. Also, shit's always popping off on Earth, so it makes sense that we have multiple Green Lanterns. I was going to say, we're the epicenter of the universe for evil shit happening all the time. Absolutely. In in every universe. In every universe. Um, A less talked about in con again dc and actually kind of neighbor to hal jordan himself another kind of soft character reboot that i really like is uh when kevin smith brought oliver queen back from the dead yeah yeah that was after uh, blackest night right am i wrong um no it was before yeah. it was early 2000s it was before oh, um it was before jeff johns brought back hal jordan because hal jordan as the specter actually makes an appearance in that story yep. And Oliver is like, so when you come back from the dead? And Hal's like, I don't know, eventually, maybe. <laughs> Soon, probably. <Color> books. <laughs> um, but Oliver Queen had been dead. He had, he had died uh, pretty soon after Final Night. He had died about the same time that Hal Jordan did. Because yeah, he shot and Hal Jordan in the chest. He did. Um, and then he got exploded in a plane. Yes. Right. So... Hal Jordan, uh, so another example of the perfect retcon is, you know, Oliver Queen had been this gritty, um, dark character towards the end of the 80s and the 90s, thanks to Longbow Hunters and Mike Grell's run on Oliver, which is great, great. If you want to read Green Arrow and you don't want to read like hokey, cocky, silly hat, fuck it, which don't get me wrong, hard traveling heroes, fantastic, really enjoyable, but... If you want to read some darker Green Arrow, maybe if you were introduced via the Arrow TV show, you want something a little closer to that tone, but without Felicity ruining it. Um, <clears throat> the actress is a wonderful person. I just don't like the character. I want to make that really clear. Um, Longbow Hunters, fantastic. Anyways, he died, and Kevin Smith is like, I'm going to bring him back. And so he brings back Oliver Queen, but it's like Hal Jordan brings his body back via like microscopic specks of... of his essence on Superman's suit because Superman was there when he exploded, which is gross. Because wash your costume, Clark. They don't wash. They don't wash Superman's costume. I don't think they, Superman I, sweats. So you know that that's like in, uh, in comic thing is that this, the the costumes made of Kryptonian fibers that just clean themselves. Well, then you still there still wouldn't be dead Oliver Queen. Whatever, it's fine. Anyway, essence, go go. Um, so he comes back and like it, it's Oliver Queen with all of his memories up till right before Longbow Hunters. So he's like jovial and just like horrified that fucking Aquaman almost kills uh, Black Manta, and and then it turns out that it's like his just his body with like no soul, and his soul is still up in heaven. And they go meet that Oliver, and they have to. They merge at the end and they it's almost like the Superman reborn thing. It was just a really good way to bring Oliver Queen back and kind of give him those elements of kind of the darker green arrow, but also sort of the the lighter like social justice jackboot thugs, you know, Oliver Queen of the 70s. I feel like characters addressing the roots like that is always nice, though. And I feel like a lot of characters have kind of lost that mm-hmm. um, have it through various reboots and various reasons. And I feel like doing that for a character, it's pretty good. Yeah, exact opposite of that. New 52 Superman. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, Grant Morrison's um, action comics was actually pretty okay, but like, yeah. I think I think the issue with that though is that because it's two comics that are about the same character, but they're written by two different people and running simultaneously, you end up having two different takes of the same character, right? Which right. means Superman has been exposed to some weird ass kryptonite. Which, hey, speaking of good reboots, DC kind of solved that problem with the recent Infinite Frontier um, yeah. initiative, where. After Death Metal, the universe was soft rebooted, I guess. I don't think it's really a hard reboot, but now, like... It just reintroduced more elements that were there previous that people... Multiverse, dog! Everything's a multiverse now. Obviously, Um, there's the the stuff with Static Shot, which is on separate universe. That's the... I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Milestone? The Milestone universe, yeah. Yeah, The Milestone universe, yeah, yeah. DC was like, hey, what if we... What if we just have the characters acknowledge that they know there's a multiverse, and they... Like they travel the multiverse and they communicate with other universes and we just open that bad boy up and I'm into it because then you can have Grant Morrison's The Authority. You can have your DC future state. You can have whatever you want and just be like, yeah, it takes place over here in Earth X or I don't think there's still 52 Earths. I think there's I think we're back to infinite Earths because infinite frontier. Um, I love that idea. That is. I love the, it, it reminds me of um, Marvel Now. Yeah, uh, yeah, when they brought that back in the day. Yeah, that was. Yes, which was kind of, that came out in 2012. It was kind of Marvel's answer to the new 52. Except again, Marvel doesn't do hard reboots with the exception of right after Secret Wars, which you could still argue is a soft reboot because they didn't like. I mean, they didn't a bunch totally, of characters retain their memories. Yeah, they didn't act like, it wasn't a start from zero. It was a, hey, we're going to pick up where we left off, but like we've changed some things. Um, Marvel Now was a soft reboot where we ended up with things like um, uh, the Superior Spider-Man. That's where we got the uh, Dr. Octopus in Peter Parker's brain, which was really interesting. As I understand it, he is recently back to just being Dr. Octopus, which I find kind of disappointing. And and a younger body, though. Yep. Um, that's where we get uh, Cyclops being kind of a dick with the X-Men leading to Avengers versus X-Men. That's when Red Skull steals uh, Professor X's brain, yeah, I believe. Yeah, that's, when we got, uh, that's when we got Red Onslaught, yep. uh, which yep. wasn't so great. Yeah. That's how they introduced Black Nick Fury. Um, yeah, they reintroduced uh, Cable. We got the Black and Gold Iron Man, which, by the way, I think I still think the Marvel Now Iron Man suit looks dope and i would have i would have loved to have seen the black and gold iron man with the red lights in the mcu (sighs) still could happen though oh that would have looked sick um i think think unworthy thor unworthy thor i think there's like there's so many good things that came out that run and i think that's the main thing that we probably should address here when we're talking about reboots is that when you when we talk reboots is that there are good things and bad things that come out of this yeah and at the end of the day People can take those bad things, those bad, shitty concepts of ideas, and actually turn them into good things. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. the world of the multiverse, which we love. Oh, there's just, I mean, there's so uh, much. So much. There's so many. There's, there's too many. There's too yeah. many good things. Good well, then, good. you know, uh, even, I mean, the new 52. Like, people love what? to shit actually, on it. But I love some, some of the concepts in that. Like, there Shazam. Some great has stuff. Some good shit. Um, um, Scott Snyder's Batman, obviously, was fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. Um, also, action, didn't really reboot Jack shit, but fantastic action comics. I like the Flash run as well around that time as well. Pretty good. Look, the I think, Flash run had first of all, yeah. um, 
parts of that were definitely the inspiration for the TV show. But yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. You also had some some really interesting reinterpretations of previous Flash villains, like the New Fifty Two yeah. Reverse Flash. The way they ended up dealing with him, where he was, it's the same Reverse Flash. He's just been altered by the timeline. It was kind of like, yeah, all right. Yeah, he ends up getting his memories back, and he's just like traumatized by being killed in Flashpoint. By Batman, yeah, <laughs> stabbed in the back by Thomas Wayne. Yeah, I love that. Um, Green Lantern didn't really get rebooted, but uh, Cyborg kind of got rebooted, and now he's a much more mainline player in the DC yeah. universe. Wonder Woman got rebooted. Superman, A- Aquaman had the Aquaman yeah. and the Deep and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, a lot good. of stuff that yeah. that has inspired kind of where things still are with those characters yeah. i think yeah overall new 52 i would actually rate some of it i don't think it, it wasn't a perfect reboot but it was it was still pretty good it was definitely a reboot that was constructed without any forethought whatsoever um much like at, this podcast at the 11th hour yeah absolutely and much like uh the new 52 some parts of this podcast are good and some parts are going to make me cringe when I go back and listen to it. So with that being said, I feel like we've, we've talked a lot about reboots and stuff like that over the course of 35 minutes and then some with the news. If you liked some parts of this podcast, what should they be doing? Well, uh, first of all, go ahead and uh, get, leave, leave a like. Uh, if you like reboots, you should like our reboot um exactly this episode zero baby give us a thumbs up on uh no uh yeah leave a like maybe uh, leave a subscribe maybe uh maybe leave a review if you're on the spotify's and you can you can find back episodes on youtube under bgcp comic con you can find us on instagram and twitter and facebook under bgcp no bgc BCB Comic Con? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe we're BGCB Comic Con. Or um, Big Glass uh, Comic Page. My, Across the board. Just look for Big Glass Comic Page. My brain went faster than my mouth did. Um, also, there's a website, Big Glasgow Comic Page.com or .co.uk. I don't know. It's, it's .com. Those. It's .com. I bet .co.uk works too. I, like, I would be willing to bet. Exactly. Um, it's where you can find the latest news, reviews, and occasionally interviews. Sometimes. Okay. I hear you'll get back to that someday. I hear I will get back to that someday. I hear they're making a new one. I hear they're making a we're new gonna, one. We're going to reboot Massimo interviews. And exactly. They're going to be called... Massimo's, Massimo. Mo, Massimo's fireside chitty chats. Exactly, yeah. Fireside chats with the Mo. Ma, ma, mass, mass, mo dog talk by the. We need to stop. Please stop. Please I'm stop. The outro track. <laughs> Thanks Christ. for joining us for a, a podcast, and we'll be back next week. This is what this was. We're done. It's, Dan is back next week. Dan is back Dan. next week. Dan back. I think. I hope. Extreme! Extreme!